right, we're going to come in. What'd you we're say? We're coming in about 10 seconds, just so you guys know. Well, five seconds. <laughs> three seconds out. Keep right, coming, in in, coming in in three, two, oh, no, one. I love White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine. It's in a blue container, so no one will know. What? Oh, you gotta get that spawn going. Who would like? I like All to be right, in the street. So, so we're gonna we're gonna start. Like we're we're live right now. We are uh, okay. Live. Oh wait, what? Oh, <laughs> I said ten seconds. I said ten seconds. Oh, hello, seconds. welcome to the All Geek right. Show. I'm Justin, not your host. Uh, this is Dimitri's show. So go ahead, Dimitri. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Keeg Talks. Today, the Keeg Talks, Oscars 2023 wins and losses and everything else that happened at the Oscars last night. Tonight, it's a special Monday night show. I don't know when people are going to be listening to the podcast version of this, and that's where you get your podcast from. But if you're watching the live stream, that's at twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. I'm your host, Dimitra Pereira. Let me introduce our guests. Uh, first of all, we got Maria Watches Everything, Maria Oktar. Maria, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm happy you called me here because I want to talk about the Oscars. I'm really excited to talk about this. <laughs> there, there's a specific type of person that I've I've been seeing that just has opinions upon opinions about the Oscars. You know, like Is that I, I feel like all all for, well, yeah. I, mean, I didn't mean to be that person. Oh, I'm so you sorry. Of, you are I was really us. passionate about a movie. Wow. Okay. I didn't know I had that energy. Okay. I, I was like, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta ask Maria to come out. Okay. Uh, Maria, okay, thank you. It's been a while. It's been since yeah, uh, Miss Marvel. Mm -hmm. I think it was like back in July. So. Yeah. Been a minute. Um, sure. Almost, almost a year. But now I got your back. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking me. Yeah. Uh, second. Uh, we also got Hope Sloop herself at Hope Sloop Entertainment, just in case there's another Hope Sloop out there. There's a lot of us, apparently. We're just, Is there really? Well, no. <laughs> I think there's one other person on Facebook, and I'm pretty sure they were trying to rip off me. So they stole like one of my photos and then like random other photos, too. So you've been catfished. One of a million. <laughs> um, that's weird. Did they, they try to catfish you? No, no, no. They were just trying to catfish other people. So it's one of those accounts that has like four friends, but then like 8,000 followers somehow. And you're like, hmm, what's the, the math isn't mathing here. Um, yeah. But yeah, they used one of my photos and then a bunch of like, these Ray-Bans are on sale right now in photos. So, Well, I hope you got Ray-Bans out of the deal. You know? They did not, unfortunately. No, they did wow. not send me a pair. That was the worst influencer deal I've ever made. I'm sorry. Um, I wish uh, I could send you Ray-Bans in the mail um, from the Keeg, but there's only so much in our budget. So, <laughs> understand. You know, yeah. Uh, but I'm. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming out. This is your first time on the Keeg. It is. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about the Oscars and some of the biggest. You know, I'm excited to talk about the awards, but also the biggest moments of the night too. That's where. That's where I really thrive as an entertainer, as a talking person. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. <laughs> do you, is that how you sum yourself up? Are you a talking person or do you have like a more- I'm a talking person. Um, in fact, 
my grade school teachers would say I was a way talking person, um, way too much. Uh, I think I won most talkative in my classes five years running. So this should be interesting for you guys. We'll see if you even get a word in edgewise. Well, uh, I think I can cut your mic. I think Zoom allows me to do that, if need be. Way to come back in. I will. I'm I'm thrifty. <laughs> you you suddenly end up you suddenly end up like behind Justin. It's like what? I flew across the country to to make it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, last but not least, yeah, I mentioned his name. It's Justin Jordan, aka Freddie's roommate. Hello, everyone. Um, Dimitri has informed me that if I talk too much, that the dancers from RRR will cut me off and break into my home and escort me out of the building. So, yeah. I volunteer as dancer because I've definitely learned the dance. (laughs) Yeah. That being being said, with the dancing group that was the RRR dancing group, only some of them would take their shoes off before they entered the house. Oh. The right ones would. (laughs) The I right one's good. I well, we we need to do that. I don't <laughs> get the reference. Oh no! Oh, I'm not. Don't worry. I will explain it, and I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Oh. So starting in hot, starting in hot. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to make that joke. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> so when it when it comes to the Oscars, uh, before we even go over like who won, like were there were there people that you guys were like like ride or die for? 100%. Are you kidding? Yes, thank you. I knew going in, she probably was not going to win. And I'm so upset about that. Yeah. And I'm, you know what? I'm who I'm upset about. But sorry, I'm going to go off about this. I'm upset with like the the publicity team because I don't really know the like the politics with Oscars, but like they were like really sh- like gunning for Jamie Lee to win it. And I'm really kind of upset that like they just. Like, even the marketing campaign, I don't know what the words are for the PR when it comes to Oscar, but, like, they just were focusing on Jamie Lee Curtis. But, like, I'm just like, she was literally the villain. The movie wouldn't have existed without her. And I just don't understand it. And I get that she's young with her career, but she was the movie for me, besides Michelle Yeoh and Katie Kwan. But, like, I just, I just don't understand it. I really don't. And Angela Bassett, don't even get me started by Angela Bassett. Like, she... Did you guys see her face whenever they announced Jamie Lee Curtis? Did everyone see her face? Painful. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a picture. Pain. Yeah. I didn't that notice was... it at that time. Oh my God. No, she, I, I can't even talk about it. It was just, it was just, it was, you could tell that she was really upset. Was that the, did anyone have one category that like they were waiting for above everything else? Um, I think I was rooting for uh, Best Supporting Actor because, mm-hmm. come on, there was only one real correct answer. And it, come on. And he deserved it so much. Like, And he, was, he had the best speech of the evening. In oh, yeah. Best and he speech. was the first speech. Can we talk about, like, he was the first, like, announcement, first speech. My whole yeah. family was crying. My dad, who doesn't really, who pretends like he doesn't care about these movies, he was just like, no, 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 he deserved it. And he was even crying. Like, that, that speech got to all of us. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it was um, Best Leading Actress, only because there was so much contention going into this race where people were like, is it going to be Kate or is it going to be she- Michelle? And I was of the camp that I was scared that the Academy was going to split the vote and it was going to go to Michelle Williams or something. Michelle, if Michelle Williams had won, that would have been the funniest moment of 
in probably all of Oscar history. This woman has like eight nominations, has yet to win a single award. If she won in the year where people were going back and forth between Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett, glorious. But yeah, for me, I was supporting Michelle Yeoh and I was terrified that the Oscars were going to give it to Kate Blanchett, which not to say it was a bad performance. It was a great performance. It, she would have deserved it as well. I just, I think in the terms of the cultural movement, Michelle Yeoh needed to win that award. Agreed. Um, my two are, I agree with both of them, but I also would say like, I guess like best picture because like, I think Banshee, like I think before this, the other award shows didn't have everything all we were all at once winning the best picture, but I also wanted best song to go to RRR. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was really hoping that they would win. So I'm very happy. And I also, I have to say, um, the um, Whispering Elephant or the Elephant Whispers is also one of the things that I was looking forward to. So the like, short documentary. So it was very like unexpected categories as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, I mean, there's there's definitely thoughts that I have about um, what happened at the award ceremony uh, with all those. I think, yes, Best Supporting Actor, I thought was like, a, like the biggest thing to me. Um, I mean, I know, like, I had my picks of who I wanted to win in other categories, but Ki Hui Kwan, like, winning Best Supporting Actor um, made me cry. Like, the other ones, like, great, you know, awesome. But his one made me cry. So, like, I was watching with my mom, and my mom was like, my mom was like, why? I had to explain, because she hadn't seen everything ever well at once. I had to explain to my mom why I wanted Ki Hui Kwan to win, like, specifically and like why i was crying for it um I i'm really happy you said that because i watched everything everywhere all at once in the theater with my parents i made oh. them go with me i was bawling my eyes out the whole time and like my mom is very much like again from the asian experience like she was just like do we see this movie and i'm like yes we did <laughs> remember the movie i was crying in the whole time she's like oh yeah and then my dad secretly was just like he deserved it he deserved this win. Like, and I was just like, you were paying attention. And I'm so happy that I'm watching the Oscars with you just to see K.U. Kwan win. Because, and as people who watched like the original Indiana Jones, like my dad was like the person that watched Indiana Jones in theaters when it came out. He was just like, yeah, I recognize him. He's like the little kid. It's just, oh, I get emotional just thinking about it. Like the whole full circle, just too much, too much. <laughs> I think beyond the fact that he deserved it, it also... This was a year about speaking to the Hollywood experience, which a lot of the times, like Brendan Fraser, like Ki Hui Kwan, oh, they yeah. get dropped so fast and then they disappear because Hollywood decides they didn't like them in that one film or they just can't use them because they don't, they can't fit them in a box as well as they want to. Or, you know, in the example of everything, everywhere, all at once, like these roles were not around for these actors beforehand. It took two specific filmmakers having an idea about a very specific film just to give these people the chance at awards. Like, and again, like I'll go back to Kate and Michelle, like Kate could be nominated again next year. And, you know, I really, I very strongly hope Michelle is nominated again. I think she would absolutely deserve it. But based on the sheer number of movies that have come out that feature someone of that community in that big of a role with that much heart, with that emo much emotion, who knows when the next time that could be. So it was about way more than just Kiwi Kwan was the best actor. It was it was a real movement there. And piggybacking off that, I just want to give a shout out to Crazy Rich Asians because 
of that movie, if you guys have followed K. Kwan's career, you know that when he watched Crazy Rich Asians, that is when he had the inspiration to come back into acting. Like he saw that movie and was just like, I should have been in that movie. This is my time. This is the, he literally left his acting and his passion because he's just like, there's no roles for me. He saw a movie, saw a complete Asian cast and was just like, wow, I could have gotten the role in that and then came back. And this is why representation is so important. This is like something I'm so passionate about because you need to see yourself in more roles. So this is just like, when, when people talk about like, why is representation put so important? Why are movies like Black Panther, Crazy Rich Asians, everything everywhere all at once so important, Miss Marvel so important because you need to see these like completely immersed roles in casting and writing and directing with the representation you want to believe that you can go back into it. So like shout out to Crazy Rich Asians to bring Kihi Kwan back to be like, hey, Daniels, take a chance on me. Like, I just, I love the backstory with this guy. Like he just, he really just shows like the whole, not only the American experience and the Hollywood experience, but also the importance of representation and how we are need to continue to strive for that because we get great performances like this in moments like this. Sorry, I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> I think uh, uh, just to piggyback off of that, I think that like, you know how like we talk about main character energy that people have in real life. I think that that's like, it's dictated by a lot of factors, but I think media gives different people the idea that they are or aren't main characters in their own life, in real life, right? Mm, and like agreed. main character energy comes out a lot in people who are overrepresented because mm -hmm. they're main characters in everything. And so someone like Ki Hui Kwan winning best supporting role, and hopefully one day he'll get nominated for a best leading role. But um, it, the representation matters to show everybody that they're a main character in their own lives. All I know is Disney has never moved faster to change the credit on a new and upcoming series as they did for Loki season two. I'm sure they fixed it like that and for American born Chinese because Can we they, talk dropped American, they dropped that American born Chinese trailer yesterday. So oh, fast. So fast. Nominee. Yeah. And now it says winner, winner, nominee. And listen, Stephanie Shu, you will get your moment. You will win your Oscar. I'm 100% confident of that. But the way they were so ready to drop that on a dime, chef's guess right there. And I'm so happy. And I'm so happy that they did the production and they did. You knew they did the filming ahead of time. Like they saw what was about to happen. And like I, I have a lot of feelings about Disney. Don't get me wrong. But like I just feel like at least they're trying. And this is an example of them trying. Like they saw it and then they literally manifested it in real time. We saw that. We literally saw like the progression of like them being nominated, making a difference, and then Disney was like, "Hey, new show. <laughs> we got it in real time." I think they're trying to make money. I don't think they're willing okay, to invest. Fine. Yeah, they, they don't fair. invest their money <laughs> in new talent coming up that's representational. Somebody has to win an Oscar or get nominated for them to be like, maybe I guess I'll put them in Loki season two. Maybe I guess. Was you know. he, no, they were filming Loki season two for a year, and he, it, I'm pretty sure they started filming before he had been cast, right? Or, yeah, before. It, and my thought is, who else is doing it? Is Warner Brothers doing it? Is DreamWorks doing it? Like, no one else is. So, I mean, we can hate on Disney all we want, but at least they're, like, seeing... They're seeing, like, game where it is, right? They're recognizing it. So, like, at least they're trying. Again, it's Big Disney. I know. I know. Yeah. Do we know <laughs> who he's playing in the MCU? 
We do not. Like, no. But after Ant Man two, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> like Loki. true. That is not true. That is not true. I'm pretty sure in the small snippet they showed at D23, he is playing someone in the TVA. But that's oh, not. Yeah. He's yeah, no, she's not right. Reed Richards, is what you're telling me. Oh, yet, yet, yet. Listen, listen, as long as we still have hope, we still have hope. It could go to an Asian still. Danny Pudi is still on the table, just saying. I mean, he would, he really wouldn't be the worst Reed Richards. Who? Which one? John uh, Chuck. Kwan. He wouldn't be the worst Reed Richards. No, No, I mean, I, I just would rather he be cast as an ongoing MCU character that Ooh. was main again main character energy instead of yeah. a supporting cast. Yeah, I'm I'm a little worried that they're gonna make him supporting cast. Well let's see what happens. Yeah. Um yeah. uh w- let's talk about let's talk about uh best supporting actress. That's not <laughs> no Can we do that last <laughs> Oh, oh! I, let's I was Michelle Yeoh winning. <laughs> let's let's like, that was amazing. Okay, we're <laughs> <Keep it going. laughs> well, What do you guys want to talk about? No, I'm kidding, Keith. You can go. No, no, I mean, we can do whatever. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, well, if we talk about Keith Kwan, we can talk about Brendan Fraser winning because I didn't see the whale, but I'm very happy that he won. Clearly, because my shirt is literally Rick O'Connell's face, but um, I'm happy that he won just because, like, I feel like. He deserves to win, but I didn't see the whale because of my own. I heard all the issues with this movie, so yeah. I didn't want to support the movie. But um, I wish he won for another role. But I'm happy that this was like the confidence at least to give him more roles after this, so people yeah. can recognize his talent and like everything he went through. But yeah, I don't know. I also That's really love Banshees of um, Anna Sharon, so I'm just like I don't know. I kind of wish that Colin Farrell, like I didn't like Elvis that much, so I know that Austin, like Austin Butler was like the crowd favorite, but like I just kind of wish that Colin Farrell got it. Low key, just I have my thoughts it. about Elvis, but I want to hear from Justin um, about yes, this please. category. Uh, best support, best actor, best lead yes. actor. Yeah. I'm gonna be real with you. Half of these people weren't real nominees. Oh. And that, yeah. like, nobody was, nobody saw Living with Bill Nighy. Nobody saw that. Nobody was talking about Paul Mescal okay. and After Sun. Nobody was, it was, it was either between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. And I feel as though the accent. Even over Colin Farrell, you think? That was not a real, that was not a real nomination. You're saying Banshees of Inishirin? I love Wasn't that movie. Here's the I, thing. Really, I love that. There are movie. some categories where you're like, all right, you just you just kind of threw up this person, right? They're not a, like a real contender. Like, interesting. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. But Paul Mescal? No, that was not no. a real. Come on, I love that movie. You, I didn't that, see that's After one, Sun. That's one person. <laughs> I I didn't see After Sun, but like. I've seen normal people and I'm just like, I feel like there was just like, it was like the Ana de Armas role. Like he just like was thrown mm-hmm. into there kind of thing, but he wasn't going to get it. Correct I mean, me if I'm wrong, Justin. Austin so, Butler and Brendan Fraser. That was the one category where I did see. Sorry, yeah, what was that just, help? Or, so, I, was just, I think that is the one category where I did see all the nominees and it, it, it was, in my opinion, split between, you know, Brendan and Austin. And I think Austin 
again, like there, there's definitely the Academy is starting to realize and rightfully so that there is way more to a nomination than just who was best. And I think in this case, they are like, look, they're looking at Austin Butler and they're thinking, okay, this kid's going to have a career in front of him. This just opened so many doors. He, this is most likely not the last time he will be nominated for something. We've already are, we're already looking at Dune 2, which is coming out next year. And we've got which, I didn't even so know many in Dune till now. Yeah. yeah till like, and, yeah, till the Oscars. I, not rolling out Oscar nominations for that. I think that there's definitely potential there. So I do think like Austin was incredible. It's kind of, he's the Kate of the category in my opinion, only because people would say like Kate deserves to win. Is Hope cutting in and out? Yeah, yeah Hope sounds like a robot. Oh no. I know. Oh, I thought it was me. So All these, you know, Oh no! Oh no! Hope is turning mm-hmm. to the Borg. You're so you were like, like saying so many seconds. good things. You're saying so many good things too. <laughs> you okay? Should I try? Yeah. Should I try and come back? No, I think you're good now. You're, you're good, good now. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that they realized Austin is going to have a career in front of him, and that this one deserves to go to Brennan. Okay, yeah. so this is my thought process, and I only say this because of like the history of the Oscars. It's like anything that this is a biopic, you know that's Oscar bait. You know that they love like biopic rooted in war, rooted in like realism. And I say this because like, for example, Rami Malek won for like, you know, Freddie Mercury. And like that was his like first real role after doing television. And like not comparing Rami Malek to like Austin Butler or anything, but like Austin Butler did a TV show Zoe One One. Rami Malek did a show, a TV show, you know, iRobot. So like he both got an Oscar nominated. Great. So I was just like, oh yeah, this is Oscar bait. They love this stuff. So like I guess I'm surprised that they picked like something that was like a theater. I mean, I guess a theater-based play, The Whale, would make sense. I the reason why I liked Colin Farrell's performance is because it's the only movie that I wanted to watch and I got through. I didn't finish Elvis. He was a great he was a great performer, but I could not finish Elvis. I could not could not finish Elvis. I could not finish Trial of Sadness, uh, Triangle of Sadness. I wanted to. I really did because I'm like these are Oscar contender movies and I'm like I cannot watch these movies. So Elvis and I love Baz Luhrmann. Like to the point that like the Great Gatsby soundtrack has shaped my life. <laughs> so and Romeo and Juliet with Leo and um has literally been like my formative years made that that movie made me and I could not finish Elvis so I'm just like he did a great job he really did it's just like I don't know I'm really surprised that they didn't give it Austin Butler because I guess it's Oscar Fonder and it's like you know these are the movies that they love they love Boz Lerman. so I just was surprised I didn't give it to him but I thought that if it wasn't Austin it was going to be Colin so Brendan getting it I was pleasantly surprised I just wish the screenplay and the movie was better because I heard a lot of controversial things about that movie. And I'm just, I just wish it was a better script. So I have a quick thought before I open it um, uh, to either Hope or Justin about Elvis. I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't, I <laughs> didn't want to see it. And then it was Fair. nominated for, it was nominated. And I was like, maybe I'll see it, but I really would only see it because it's nominated. I'm also not a fan of Austin Butler. I don't, I don't, I don't. 
I would really love to hear Jackson's perspective. I would love to hear Justin's perspective on it because I'm not a fan of Elvis for specific uh, reasons. Yeah. I and, Austin yeah. still has his accent because he went so deep in his method acting. The guy's from Anaheim. The guy's near me. Like, the guy is from Disneyland. Like, that's where I live. Why is he talking like this? It's been years since he stopped filming. <laughs> method acting. He's doing a Jared Leto role. <laughs> He's just that's a very that specific actor that does method acting, and I'm not here for it. Justin, Elvis thoughts. So I think I think you have to hold multiple truths at the same time when it comes specifically with this category. One of those truths being that the Academy likes to award people for doing the most acting not necessarily the best acting and that's why like things like biopics or like historical things like do so well at the oscars for me because like you can say wow austin butler really created this exact scene from this thing that elvis did way back when right but i think the problem that where austin butler got tripped up is because he i think he did have it in the bag for a long time when it comes to this performance, I think the campaigning is what really kicked him in the ass with the whole accent thing that he just couldn't drop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, may, you know what? Maybe there is some psychological thing where he can't drop the accent. Maybe he is telling the truth. I don't know. But I think he just became a meme. And Brendan Fraser had the, I guess, the heartwarming story of being welcomed back into Hollywood with the whole, after him telling a really compelling Me Too story so many years ago, and now being welcomed. Because Brendan Fraser rarely made a horrible movie. I know we all give shit to George of the Jungle, whatever that movie was, but... I'm sorry, that, I love that movie. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. I love that movie. We, we don't I have mean, time yeah. to go over a Georgia the Jungle tangent. Uh, we'll have to do another. That's a nice show. <laughs> yeah. Georgia the Jungle specifically. Sorry, Justin. Yeah. But I think it just came down to Austin Butler. Although his performance in Elvis was good, it came off the campaign came off more artificial, and Brendan Fraser was more heartwarming and more touch his story at least. And he had the factor of being in a fat suit, because like I said before, the Academy likes to award things for doing the most acting, not the best oh, acting. But you can fair. look at a picture of Brendan Fraser and say, wow, he was skinny and now he's fat. And wow, he did such a good job portraying a person that he's not really like. So that's, that's kind of my thoughts, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. oh. I will at least say that the um, visual, no, was it, what? Ever they won for for makeup and um was it makeup and and hairstyling that they won for that Who? they did it all digitally the whale oh the whale it was, it was yeah questions, right? no, no, no it was, it was, it was still yeah oh, yeah so still cringe still very very cringe but at least kind of cool seeing their process on that um I guess my thought on the Brendan Fraser thing is you can't find someone more deserving of an award like this when you have someone who, like we've said, had been, I hate to use the word exiled, but like kind of exiled a little bit from Hollywood. And then they get this role that it's their chance. It's their shot. And again, I think Austin Butler is going to have another shot at some point in the next five years, 10 years, whenever it is, he'll come back 
um, hopefully without that stupid accent, because that thing drives me crazy. Thank I you. am such an, I'm, I'm such an Austin hater because of this. It just, like you said, he's from Anaheim. This man, um, just, it's not, it's not okay. So we need to, we need to bring back bullying and get that, get that gone. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, I think he'll have a long prosperous career in front of him. I, I also feel like the Osras were trying to play like an angle. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I feel like they were trying to do the underdog angle. And like anyone who had a comeback story, they were trying to like give it to them. But the Oscars, mm-hmm. like, um, because Key Kwan got it, Brenda Fraser got it. Jamie Lee Curtis, when you think about it, she is kind of like the underdog compared to the rest of her like contenders. Um, RRR got it. So like even Michelle, even though Michelle Yeoh is like the most deserving, but she's the second woman of color to ever get this award. So I really feel like they were trying to an angle of like, hey, we're inclusive, we're understanding. So I just can't help but feel like that's another reason why he got it. And nothing against that because I love him, clearly. But I just, <laughs> I do feel like maybe they were playing an angle because so, it is very political. The, the only thing that I'm bummed about with Austin Butler not winning, if, if Austin Butler would have won, could you imagine if he walked up stage, grabs the Oscar in his hand, and just looks at the camera and says, <laughs> "Gotcha, motherfuckers!" This <laughs> <laughs> is like Colin deserved it though, because Colin Farrell literally talk about everyone else the whole time. Have you guys been watching his campaign? He's just been so sweet and understanding of like every like I don't know. There's just something about his personality and the way he like like hypes up everyone else around Colin him. So just, yeah, Colin Farrell, like he. Um, like I just I don't know. There's something about like Banshee's and a Sharon, like the whole bromance of two men not being friends. I'm just like, why don't we get this more? Like two men fighting, we need more of this. Two men can't be friends, we need more of this. Like to- like this is like a whole study of toxic. I'm sorry, I could go about this movie more and more, but like it was just such a great study of like toxic masculinity and friendship. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I by feel the like way, was- oh, sorry. No, no, no. I didn't mean to interrupt, but... No, I just feel like he would have just made it about everyone else but himself. Austin Butler? No, Colin Farrell, because that oh, was my favorite. No, That's who yeah. I wanted to win. Austin yeah. Butler seemed very selfish throughout this whole thing. Like, very self-centered, very me, me, me. And, like, a lot of other people that we saw were very supportive. Like, the, a lot of people who won. J.B. Lee Curtis and, and, like, well, pretty much anyone and everything everywhere all at once, like, was super supportive. Of each other and and their their cast and and they were all gracious. Hope, did you have something to say? I was going to say, in regard to the the comeback story that um, Mario was talking about, um, it worked. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Did Hope cut out? Yeah. She, but she got her sentence. She's like, and I agree. I hundred percent agree with her. And then and then it cut out. Hope uh, when you when you do come back. Um, by the way, Justin, I thought your punchline was going to be thank you, thank you very much. No, <laughs> that's not that's... what he drops the accent. I thought so... that's what he doubles down Wait, on. The hope's back, hope is back. <laughs> oh, you, you got a sentence out and then it cut out. My Wi Fi just completely cut out, so excuse me, guys. Um, where did I leave? Where did I? You leave said off? it worked, it worked, and I it agreed. Worked. I left you guys on a cliffhanger. Wow. Okay. I know. So they saw 12 million more viewers this year than last year. And it, 
I mean, a lot of people were contributing it to the fact that it was a diverse show that movies from across all the whole world, across so many cultures, across like just everyone wanted to tune in because everyone was rooting for someone. And I mean, like I said, like it worked, like people wanted to watch that. I mean, I tuned in almost specifically for everything everywhere all at once. I wanted to see this little movie that could see if they could pull off the big thing. And they did. And people are happy to watch that. They're happy to come and see a movie that they didn't think could make it even a fraction of the way. Come and win it all. And like, I I completely agree because like as someone who is South Asian and like they really did highlight Asian and South Asian voices, this Oscars, like I, that's why I watched, that's why my parents watched, that's why I got them to watch. Like, I just feel like it was very gimmicky though. Like I felt very conned while watching it because I'm like, they're doing this on purpose. (laughs) They did this to me on purpose. (laughs) I'm watching this dance, but there's no South Asians in these dances. (laughs) So like, yeah, I, they, they, they won me over, but like, I was just like, oh, it worked. It really worked. But I'm happy that like it worked out because like I said, R won, Michelle Yeoh won, Katie Kwan won, everything everyone all wants won. So like at least because like they did this in the past with like Chadwick Boseman, they did this in the past with um Steven Yen and they did this in like Riz Ahmed and they like they they didn't give it to them. So I'm happy that they did give these awards to the content like the people that we wanted to win. Yeah, so, but I'm happy. <laughs> Let, let's get to it. Um, let's get Angela Bassett. Like it was, uh, it was hers. She should have yeah. won. Yeah. Uh, just Justin, you unmute, unmuted yourself. What do you got? I'll be real with you. Uh huh. Dimitri knows that I did not dig Wakanda Forever. Yeah. As much as everyone else, I did not dig it for a multiple of reasons. Go watch that episode if you want to know my thoughts. <laughs> I I think this was a case of how do I say this nicely? Putting Angela Bassett in a role that the I think the Academy didn't really believe that she had a real chance in. You know, mm. I think we looked at like who is the most like out of the films that came last year i think if you're gonna nominate a black woman viola davis for woman king was a much stronger choice than angela bassett for wakanda forever in my personal opinion but also true we shouldn't have to choose between two black women to get one spot that's kind of fucked up in the first place exactly those were different categories yeah right because it was supporting versus leading. But that's yeah. what the thing is. Like, why can't we have like black women as long as Asian women? Like, I don't understand why that was like, oh, we gave diversity to Asian women. Michelle Yeoh is nominated. Like, you should be able. Like, I don't think like this was the second Asian, like the second woman of color to ever win an Oscar in ninety five years. That's so <laughs> messed up. <laughs> I'm not saying I agree with the choice of Angela Bassett not winning. I just don't think her candidacy was as strong as it could have been for a category this strong with the other performances. Like everything, everything everywhere all at once had so much heat and it's had such a good movie. I just don't think that role was okay. strong enough. Yeah, you know what I mean, but. And Peggy, uh, my, okay, sorry. I have, to, I have stuff to say about this. Piggybacking off of that idea. It's like, fine, Angela Bassett didn't get it. I think she deserved it, but she didn't get it. Then Stephanie Hsu should have gotten it. I in agree. Stephanie yeah. Shue was a clear winner in like, my opinion. What I don't understand is how did Jamie Lee Curtis, who was a tax like 
like what was she like she was like the love interest in one timeline and like the tax person in the like in like the main timeline suddenly she was the main like the villain the main like the like literal like foil to evelyn like she was the heart of the movie how right. did she not get it and like what it pisses me off of like i'm sorry i just gonna say that but like what upsets me the most about this is like even the campaign like sideline stephanie shoe like i saw every single video i saw how they were marketing it they were pushing jamie lee curtis and this is what upsets me because i'm just like even the people in the movie didn't believe in her and i just don't understand that so like okay i'm feeling and i can jump in on that so okay on the industry side of things it's not that they didn't believe in her because any per any reasonable person can tell you that if you take jamie lee curtis's character out of that movie it still operates as a movie like if you take stephanie shoe's character out it's not a movie anymore like it falls apart but again this is another example of hollywood choosing legacy over performance this year and in this specific mm -hmm. case, i think they also had an austin butler moment where they're like okay we see we see stephanie shoe going going places she's mm -hmm. already I already am predicting she's probably going to get an Emmy nomination this year for her guest starring role in Poker Face. They're gonna, she's coming back. And, and Marvelous Miss Maisel. Like, she, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Which, and I agree with that. Like, if we ever get uh, time to talk about this on another time, maybe we can talk about why none of her cast members were supporting for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Thank so, you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I agree with that. Like, I do think that something she was like, this is like the beginning of her career. Like, literally three years ago, she was in a secret deodorant ad commercial and now she's an oscar like nominated actress but like okay fine if you don't want to give stephanie Shu the nomination or the award because she's starting out then give it to angela bassett if you're going to give it a like a legacy role like i guess like it's like a circle of like fine okay jamie lee curtis her whole everything everywhere all at once family campaigned for her but they didn't campaign for seven shoe but if we're going to give it to a legacy role, why wouldn't you give it to Angela Bassett? Because Angela Bassett has also been like knocking out constant like award winning performances since like her career started. So I don't know. I, I feel I feel a lot of feelings, clearly. Two things on that. Um, I am going to have to uh, respectfully disagree with Justin because I actually That's think okay. that she did have I think she had the best performance in the category. Now, I will say for me. Close follows were Hong Cho for The Whale and um, and Stephanie Hsu, both insanely good performances. But in this case, I think they looked at her, the and her by her, I mean Angela Bassett, and said, "Well, she's gotten two other nominations, so she'll probably be back in a couple of years." Which I th is such a flawed way of of thinking because I could drop dead at any time. We should just—I mean, we really, really should be nominating and. Like it, you have to factor in these things from all angles, but you can't look at Angela Bassett and Jamie Lee Curtis and say this performance wasn't better than this performance because, and, and like, I pull Jamie Lee out, there's no movie, or you there's still a movie. You pull yeah. Angela Bassett out, Black Panther, kind of forever. And, it's diff It's a completely different movie, but I mean, like, come on. And nothing against Jamie Lee Curtis, but like. The Halloween legacy movies. I love horror movies. They're great. They are. They really are. But like Angela Bass's career is just like uncomparable if you're going to do a lot like a legacy win. Um, my thought process is too, because like I again, I'm going to like 
the 0.5 seconds of Angela Bassett's like reaction to whenever they announced the best supporting actress winner, I just feel like she was done. Like because of this year and the fact that the woman king was snubbed, Till was snubbed, and then she was snubbed in the Oscars, I almost kind of feel like I feel for black women in the sense of like, why do we even bother? Like I'm all, I'm, I'm speaking as a South Asian woman, but like I'm I I if, I couldn't even imagine them want her wanting to keep trying. Like this idea of like, oh, she'll get in again next year. Like, why should she even bother? So like, I was just like, they should have given it to her. I was really apart. Uh, a, a couple of thoughts that I have is that Angela Bassett was in an MCU movie. And I don't think that people treat it uh, seriously. That's fair. Uh, That's fair I fair. do like, although I uh, respect Justin's like view on the movie. And like, I've heard very similar, like, like criticism on Wakanda forever. Um, and those criticisms are valid. I think regardless of that, her performance in Wakanda Forever, I don't think can be denied. Um, also, Jamie Lee Curtis, tell me a monologue from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Tell me a line that she said. I can't. We don't have nobody. Yeah, I've seen nobody would be able to I quote. Can't. Yeah. Um, so the fact is, we're nominating and Jamie Lee Curtis won for a role that like people people can draw her, people remember her costume, but that's just an SNL character. Yeah. Yeah. I and this is like where it reminds me that the Oscars are more of a political like campaigning type of award show than they are based on merit because like um, it's kind of like the whole two Leslie campaign of like this grassroots character that no one this this movie had no one watched and then then she was nominated to be best actress. Like I literally have no interest in watching this movie. If you guys have seen it, that's great. And I'm what, sure what two Leslie. Like um, I can't remember the meet. I can't even remember the actress's name. Yeah. Um, but like they did this grassroots grassroots campaign of like trying to nominate this act the main actress to like because no one had seen this movie because it was like this like low budget indie movie but it's just like well then why didn't you do this for like woman king or till <laughs> like like i just i don't know my issue wasn't with andrea riseborough it wasn't so much the fact that it was a grassroots campaign it was the fact that they let it get to the week before the nominations were fully like you had it was the academy had their deadline on like a friday and people started campaigning the thursday pre previous so like eight days that people really started ramping up efforts, which I I still believe that there was a paid element to that. And Andrea Riseborough, amazing, great job. But you cannot tell me that all these people just started popping up out of the woodwork just within eight days over without getting paid a little bit of money. Yeah, and just, and sorry, no, sorry, all I was going to say was that I just, when you're taking, especially when two of the other names that were in the category were two black women, for roles that had been critically acclaimed, Viola Davis and Danielle Deadweiler, like it, it just looks bad. Like nobody and, looked at the optics and, and was like- They were campaigning for months. Like they had been working hard for months. Like Viola Davis was doing this since like the summer. Like just- I, I, think it's a good, I think it's a good example of like, Hollywood isn't gonna go up to bat for you. Um, and so like, or for them, like they gotta earn it on their own you're not getting like they're not getting handouts here you know um per like like viola davis did a great job i personally think woman king uh lashana lynch was the standout breakout um actress in uh the woman king 
personally. And I didn't see Till, so I don't know. But I've heard good things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think it's a it's a combination of different things, but I think that uh it was a snub. Also, yeah, Stephanie Shu over Jamie Lee Curtis. I feel like what this is all of a sign of is like the Oscars are trying, but they're still missing the mark. Like all these examples that we're bringing up of like them snubbing the woman king until them ignoring Angela Bassett. It's just like, okay, fine, you're getting your right with Michelle Yeoh and Katie Kwan and like everything everyone wants in RR. But like you're still missing the point of like you can't just do these tokenized wins. You gotta like do a holistic change of recognizing the fact that like there is a vast majority of projects out there that speak to a lot of people. You should include everyone, not just pick and choose who you think works this time, you know? Yeah. And I, I think I, I read something like the week before the Oscars where it was someone saying that they thought that it was going to be Todd Field or Steven Spielberg who won for best directing. And the, I I wish I I can't remember what outlet it was, but I remember that like the last line was, don't forget, this is still the Academy and they still act pretentious when it comes to films. And that was the line that stuck with me when we were looking at Angela Bassett, because she could have had the best performance in the history of all time. And there were still people on that. There are still people in the Academy who were like Marvel film. Sorry, Marvel. Like, that's just, that's what it is. And even Ruth Carter, who like, like, congratulations, but the fact that she's the first Black woman to win two Oscars ever, that, that needs to be talked about. And even that, like, I'm still kind of surprised that like, they, they, they awarded it to her just because it was a Marvel film. No, I was actually shocked with that too because, like, with Elvis and like um, everything we wrote all at once, I was not expecting her to get it. But I'm very happy that they gave it to her because obviously, well deserved. I was just happy to see um, All Quiet on the Western Front lose something. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can we Uh, talk about that? Because sorry, go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say that the two big winners of the night were All Quiet on the Western Front and Everything Everywhere All at Once. How do you? How do you? Opposites on the spectrum. Right yeah. when it comes to Hollywood movies, yeah. How did it win best best original score? How with Babylon, over literally Babylon? used over literally used in the Oscar. They were literally using it as a background note, like music at the Oscars, and they didn't even award it. Like that's just so rude, so rude. Oh, I didn't but see Ab- Babylon. Oh, it's oh my god. Sorry, we'll talk about it later. Dimitri, I need to prepare you before you watch Babylon. There's elephant yeah. poop. I know. I know. But yeah, it's not just elephant poop. It's not just elephant poop. Go in two cocktails deep and you'll have yeah. a great time like I did. Okay. Oh. As, as, as a lover of Damien Chazelle, like, it's not my favorite movie of his, but it is one of those movies that I cannot stop thinking about, like, since I watched it, like, two weeks ago. Like, there's just something about this movie. Like, I cannot stop listening to that sound. Like, I cannot stop listening to that soundtrack. So they should have gotten best original score. Just saying. It's called um, All Quiet in the Western Front. The word quiet is in it. How did they get best original score? Just saying. I think I think it's one of those things they don't give it to the best performance. They do it to the ones that they remember or the most that they can like point A and point B. This looks better or different at point B. And that I, I don't know if you've seen All Quiet on the Western Front, but like there's there's the three notes. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> Yeah. It stuck with me. You know what I mean? But I, not to say that it's better or 
it's just mem- more memorable. So I can see why the Academy would think that's like the best score. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, also, I mean, I also think I liked it, gave, it. I also think it gave All Quiet all of their surprise wins. Gave the two best tweets, which were literally just copy and pasted over and over again. Which were, um, it's not real quiet on this Western Front right now, and um, <laughs> all quite like Q W H I T E on the Western Front. I saw it probably at least 20 times on Twitter with each tweet. Didn't get old. Did not get old. <laughs> um, I, I do think it's interesting that um, I believe we're living in the timeline, like one out of 100 timeline where everything everywhere all at once won. Not that like the lead up didn't make it so that it won, but you know, rewind time to a year and a half ago. Right. Like, I don't like it. It's such an outlier. Yeah. But didn't Parasite win last year? Yeah. Parasite Parasite was not last year. It was like three years ago. What what, what won last year? Best picture. I didn't watch. Um, I don't know. What Um, did win last year? Wasn't that memorable? Damn. That's also the thing. Like people talk about the Oscars. Coda. Coda. Being like a moment oh, in time. Coda one, yeah. So uh, be- between Parasite, Coda, and everything everywhere all at once, we're heading towards a better direction. And, but that's what, like, I'm not saying Coda didn't deserve to win. I didn't haven't seen it, but like, I just think that like this year they really made sure that people would watch because, like, like Hope said, like the the amount of viewership was exponential, and I think the whole like underdog story unexpected wins every the movie that like resonated with people being highlighted is they're like i can't help to say but it's feel like it feels like a gimmick almost like they're just trying to get people to watch them and feel they're like they're relevant again because everyone does feel like the oscars are obsolete they don't think that they're worth anything anymore oscars too white like right like it's just there's just yeah. been these feelings for a while it's the also, same reason the oh, too sorry. white and too elitist has always been a thing by the way, uh, just real quick, we are missing Nomadland. It's everything, everywhere, all at once, then previous Coda, then Nomadland, then Parasite, then oh, Green Book God. before that. Oh, and Green, the Shape Book. Green Book! Oh, gosh. Driving oh. Miss Daisy 2. <laughs> not get me started on Green Book. Oh. So, Nomadland, was that what? Francis McDormand. Oh my gosh, that Man, movie. I have such beef with Nomad Land. Such beef. I didn't even bother watching it. Like, it's not a bad movie, but I. How do I say this nicely? I think that the movie needed a counterpoint to what the movie was saying because it it glamorizes the horrible situation that the character is in, even though the character can change it and has many opportunities to change it. So like every Oscar nomination movie almost. It, yeah, it's. I felt I'll be weird back in a second. I felt Keep really jumping. weird. Oh, are we talking about Nomadland right now? I guess. Uh, <laughs> long story short, the movie. There's the main actress, uh, Frances McDormand, right? Mm-hmm. But the movie mm-hmm. also uses uh, the, all the side characters are actual nomads. Yeah. Who are oh. people who live this lifestyle, right? And the main character that Frances McDormand plays is a nomad, but at multiple times in the movie, she has an opportunity to make her situation better. 
She doesn't have to be in the situation that she's in. You know what I mean? And on top of that, and Francis McDormand being an actor surrounded by real people living this lifestyle, I just felt like really icky about it. You know? Oh wait, so it was like um, a makeshift documentary, like almost. It's oh. not a doc. It's a narr- It's it's fictional, but it's not a documentary. But the, all this, most of the side characters are actual like, nomads. Actual nomad. Yes, oh, you wow. know? which like, it was. It was really well done. Like Chloe Zhao deserved that win, but. I have to agree on the icky feeling a little bit. Yeah, that's so not that Chloe Zhao is like a horrible person, but I was like, I feel as though the message you're trying to say and the way that you tried to say it are conflicting. Yeah, yeah. It's like making art out of people's actual lives. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a weird thing. Which there's, it's so funny to me because there is, I don't know that there's a 100% right way to do it, but like. There have been really, really well, respectfully done versions of documentaries where I do feel like it is like it's there's there's such a fine line between respectful and like exploitation. And, and I think that I think that documentaries do that well because they have that narrative. With this, it was like a combination of like trying to make it fictional, but it was actually rooted in realism. So it's like they almost crossed the line. So which part are we talking? Nomadland. No we're still on Nomadland. Yeah. That's cool. Um, let's. I I want to talk about the documentary. Uh, uh, sorry, what was the elephant? Um, elephant documentary Whisper, called Whispering Elephants. Whispering Elephants. Yeah. Whispering Elephants. And yeah. somebody. Uh, I know Maria posted on this person's TikTok, but this person pointed out that that out of the two women. One got 43 seconds to say her thing. And then when it switched over to the next one, they played the music. But I'm... when animated film short came on, both those two British guys got to talk however long they wanted. That was so hurtful for me because like literally that auntie was like about to talk and she just like walked away respectfully. And I don't know, it really hurt me that she couldn't get a chance to talk and speak properly. That happened a couple times throughout the night where I think what what happened in my mind was as someone who has worked behind a soundboard, I think they thought that they were done. Like there was just a long enough beat where they're like, oh, one person is speaking. Because you know how sometimes teams decide yeah. like this one person's gonna speak so that we can streamline all the thank yous and everything like that. Um and I think they just it was just a case of maybe like I want to believe it was just a case of a misunderstanding and that. They thought this one woman was speaking or there was another category where the almost the exact same thing happened. Yeah. I believe it was a, a guy and a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, again, the optics of like giving the guy the full time to speak and then the woman no time or the two women, the two literally Southeast Asian women, only one gets to speak like, oh, we should have thought about this a little more. And there was an Oscar. I can't remember if it was like last year, but they just kept speaking. They just like did it and then like they just stopped playing the music because they were just like I wanted to speak. And maybe it was like last year. And like my thing was the year they had Jaws. Or no. The Jaws music that played as you guys remember that? I don't remember that year. It was Seth, I I think it was was it Seth MacFarlane posted? Maybe. But like I think there was like there was like two years because I remember like one of the actresses like 
was just like, I'm still going to speak. And like, they just kept doing it and they played some music. And like, I wish they would have, I feel like if she would have started speaking, it would have been fine. But she just like, was like remiss. She was like, no, I'm just not going to speak. And I was just like, that's like a typical South Asian auntie thing to do, which was like, no, no, it's okay, Beta. Like, I'm just not going to speak. It's, it's fine. She spoke for me. And I'm just like, no, just go ahead and speak your truth. Like, you it, want it the Oscar. It hurt. It hurt. Like, I just like internalized her way too much. I was just like, this hurt me. Um, I, if she was I like a little bit more, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, if she was a little bit more like I'm a mediocre white man, she would have spoken, but she was very like, I'm a South Asian woman. So <laughs> she just was like, I'm just not gonna speak. Being so. more respectful of that. Yeah. I, I also see it as like a documentary filmmaker may only go to the Oscars once. It's a documentary. Yeah. Like it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not gonna be the same. You're not gonna make the same name. Uh, mm-hmm. for yourself and your passion is very specifically for that documentary and maybe and you have a follow-up right yeah it's not and a I Michael heard, Moore situation I heard her speech like backstage was like beautiful so they would have should have let her speech because like she apparently was a very good speaker so I'm like I'm just like sad that we missed out on that like everyone missed out on that you know can we if we're gonna pivot to best speeches two things I want to mention number one um, the person who got up on the stage, it was editing for everything, everywhere, all at once and said, wow, this is my second film. Loved that. But mm-hmm. also, was it was it best documentary? Or no, was it best animated short where they sang Happy Birthday? Wholesome? It was AF. best documentary, I think, right? Best documentary best- short, yeah. yeah. Great moment. So I okay. loved yeah. that through and through. Oh, so good. He's like, um, the guy that, the best editing for everything, all at once, he even... I don't know if you guys watched the Grammys, but he started his speech like like the back speech with like this happens to like this happens to men like uh, people like me a lot like call out to like Harry Styles with like oh this never happens to me just saying just get out there <laughs> I was like yes you I see you <laughs> um something interesting that I thought and I don't I didn't know that anybody else noticed uh the in memoriam part to like well first things first. The person I was really keeping an eye out for is uh, her name, Charlby. Charlby Dean. Yeah. Charlby Dean um, was the actress in Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. One of the one of the main actresses, yeah. and she passed away recently before the international premiere of the movie. Yeah. And the movie is you know nominated for Best Picture, and she was not on the in memoriam. Oh wow! Yeah. I thought that was weird. Wait, if you how did she die? Let me. So wait, okay, uh, like, I'll tell you right now. I will. If you don't, I was just about to say. If you don't know the story of how she died, so sh- this is like I don't get afraid of like heights or anything like that. She had sepsis from a surgery she had like years ago that it just slowly started building up in her body, and they found her dead in a hotel room. People thought it was a drug overdose because they always think like actor, model, whatever. Um, but no, it was literally her body went into septic shock and they just couldn't save her. Horror, like I have nightmares about that. Yeah, no, yeah. septic shock is so serious. Yeah, it's that's terrifying. Uh, Sorry, Mr. Plow, Mr. Plow is out there in our comments on Twitch, and so is Aries 13. Um, um, they're both having a good time in our chat. But yeah, uh, Mr. Mr. Plow said there was misinformation saying she died from COVID. Yeah. Mm. You know. There's always Misinformation saying they died. From yeah, COVID. sepsis can happen from anything. Sorry, intermed students coming out. Yeah, yeah, can happen from anything. She so, had her like liver taken out because of a car accident yeah. years yeah. prior. 
Yeah, it can it can build up. Like if she had a liver like if she had a liver liver transplant, like years later you can have like problems with it. Yeah. Um, also, no, not on the in memoriam was Anne Hesh. I just thought that was interesting too. I you know who else question. was on there? Oh, me? Oh no, I was gonna say. <laughs> well, you're alive, but Paul Sorvino. <laughs> who? Paul Sorvino from like, uh, is it? It's Goodfellas, right? like Mira Sorvino's dad. Yeah. He was gonna beat the. You know, I, are we allowed to swear on here? I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, you can say whatever you want. Said, said he was gonna beat the shit out of. Uh, Harvey Weinstein after he found out what he did to his daughter. He was the actor that was in, I can never remember if it was Goodfellas or The Godfather, but he was in one of those. He was massive and they just left him off. Goodfellas. Yeah, he's in Goodfellas. That's terrible. They should be fired, whoever was in charge of this. Yeah, how how do you forget? I don't know. Three people. You have one job. Yeah. Well, probably more Look than it one up. Job. Google it. Google it. Like, it's like, literally, if we could figure it out, how could they not figure it out? I right. do have a question about the In Memoriam segment. I was under the impression that to be in that segment, and some people got cut off anyway, you have to be a part of the Academy. So, officially... Is, or am I wrong? No, no, no. Officially, I believe I you're right. right but it's been known to make exceptions for people of notable status. So like sometimes they'll even, they will have even included people who are not in the Academy or not even in like the general movie entertainment field, but who made a big impact on filmmaking or like, I'm trying to think of a good person who, so like Kobe Bryant was not, he was not in the Academy. He had won an Academy award with his short. Really? But I he was. Was he? I don't think he was. Yeah, once you win an award, you're automatically part of the academy, right? Or I don't, I don't know, because I think you have to have an ongoing thing. If I'm wrong, let me know. I just, I always thought like, oh, you win an award, you're now part of the academy. I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm quite sure that the way has always been in the academy or notable enough that you have made an impact in some way or another. And in this case, like, even if she wasn't, she was an up and coming act, Charlotte Dean. Um, I'm referencing she was an upcoming actress in one of the top 10 nominated films of the year like you you need to include her like that's just common sense yeah it's a weird slipperoo you know yeah um but um did you guys like Jimmy Kimmel as host here's the thing it's not a question of whether or not I liked Jimmy Kimmel it's just, it's nice to have one host who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Who just can bring the show to point A to point B. And not, not that's even too much to say, because the, not that the host is super vital to the running of the show. It's just, it just works better when it's just one person doing what they're supposed to do. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it, you, it's It's hard to mess up, except when you hire like, more than one person, like Anne Hathaway and uh, Green Goblin. What was his name? Uh, oh, uh, J- James Franco. Yeah, horrible. You know what I mean? Um, what was another one? Why uh, did they do a duo? Good hmm? question. Good question. In the years or... past, why? Those people is the better question. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I I think it was nice to have one host gave a speech. Did a little funny bits that could be cut out if we're running far on time. 
That's all I asked for. And J- Jimmy Kimmel did the job. That's just me. I think he thought he was being funnier than, like, he, I thought he was. I think he thought he was being edgier than he needed to be at times. No, yeah, he was being extremely safe. <laughs> um, but overall, it, it was okay. Like it, he's not going to go down as the best his or the best um, host in television history, but it's also not the worst because oh my God, the remember the year where they did it was Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and oh my, God. that was last the, year. That I'm looking at that. Was last, oh my God, it feels like a million. Years Regina ago. Hall, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes. Oh, in a trio. So bad. It was so, so bad. bad. It didn't make any sense. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? Because I think they were, I think we're still reeling from the Kevin Hart situation so many years later. There was there was a couple years with no. Wait, what was the Kevin Hart situation? Yeah, I, perfect time. You don't remember? You don't remember? No, what? Okay, I get I guess we're doing a history lesson. Uh, b- extremely brief version of events. Kevin Hart was asked to host the Oscars. It's literally been his dream since day one, right? Uh-huh. Next day, this is at the height of cancel culture, right? People were like, Kevin Hart, you said some really fucked up anti-gay shit. Specifically, uh, he made a joke where if his son turned out to be gay, he would hit him in the head or something. I like yeah, that, right? I remember that. I remember that. And the Oscars was like, okay, Kevin, just issue an apology we're good to go. And Kevin was like, no, I already apologized. And then people were like, when did you apologize, Kevin? We can't find it. And he's like, I've already apologized for this, et cetera, et cetera. Gets way too late. And Kevin says, I'm out. And that Oscars had no host. And then the following Oscars had no host. That was a great Oscars, though. Just say <laughs> The no host Oscars was great. <laughs> uh, 2021, 2020, and 2019 had no host. And I hated the no-host well, years. I really did. It oh. doesn't have to be Kevin Hart. Just anyone with a pulse. Come on, people. Just one Wait. person. <laughs> what, what, what were you saying? I was just going to say, I liked the years where they didn't have hosts because it kind of felt like the show was always rolling along because you could always feel like they were always changing people out, which I get why Justin, he said that's kind of annoying. And like, I, I, there were definitely points towards the end of the show where I was like, okay, this is getting old. Like we're getting a new person every five minutes, but I, I didn't hate it. I actually thought it kind of kept things moving. It was fun. It was a little lighter than what it typically is. If I thought it vibing, flowed better. Like, yes. yeah. Like, for example, looking against Jimmy, actually, I didn't like Jimmy Kimmel. I, I'm probably the one person that didn't like Jimmy Kimmel's performance as the host this year. I have my own reasons for that. But, like, that whole, like, in-between segment with, like, Malala in between, I was just Weird. like, why are we doing this? Why? That was so. I feel so bad for her. Like, I was just. Look, let me put this out there. In terms of responses and handling things like a pro, Malala nailed that. She should have less for her response to that. But the fact that it he should was be studied, it should be studied. It was amazing. He was in an audience full of performers, and he went up to the one person who, uh, when you put them on the spot, should not have to answer that kind of question. And like, yep. Did it impeccably, but still, like that's and oh, what's so awkward. I have my what, what was the question? It, I forget. It was, it was what? Oh my god! It was. Oh my! I, I can tell you verbatim. So <laughs> Marala literally won the Nobel Peace Prize, and the, it started off with like, as the youngest winner of the Nobel Peace Prize, do you believe that Harry Styles spat on Chris Pine? Yeah. 
And like, oh, he yeah. Said it was, yeah, he said it was like a Twitter-based jo- like a question, which I'm sure it might have been, but like I'm just like, no one's gonna ask Malala that. No one is going to ask her that. And she handled it really well. She answered it amazingly. Like PR PR agency should study the way she answered it. But like I beneath her. That's all I have to say. I, I think yeah. especially if you're gonna bring in an outside performer into it. Tell them the question up like like first. Who cares? Yeah. And, and maybe she did know. It's just like I did the whole segment. Like I love Cocaine Bear. Don't get me wrong. I love that Cocaine Bear was there. Yeah. Can. That was only be- the best part about that. But like other than that, I don't know. Um, yeah. I wasn't a fan of Jimmy Kimmel's performance. Like I said, like I just didn't feel like it was a little. What he, like, I- go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say what I want to know is how did we watch him do what he did to Quinta Brunson at the Emmys last year? And that then was they decided, wasn't that that was Jimmy Kimmel, right? No, that yeah. was the other Jimmy. No, I thought it was Jimmy Kimmel. No, I thought Fallon? that was the Jimmy Fallon, right? No, no, no it was Jimmy Kimmel. It was Jimmy Kimmel. It was Jimmy Kimmel. It wasn't Jimmy. It wasn't Jimmy. Double check. It is one. No, it was a hundred percent Jimmy Kimmel. I, I completely agree with Hope. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. Yeah, I, I I hate to say this, and because I, I know this is not getting like about this. This is not about the Oscars, but like. It just coincided with his past so much that I knew it was Jimmy Kimmel. So, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, they asked Chris Rock. Cleaning. Well, they asked Chris Rock at for us for like at first. Hell no. No. Yeah. Which is so rude because they have banned Will Smith from the Oscars. So, the, the fact that they asked, sorry, again, I know I want to make this political, but like the fact that they asked Chris Rock to host when they banned Will Smith at the same time is just. I'll watch. They chose a Chris special. Anyone else watch it? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch the special. Yeah, I watched it just to see what the fuss was about because I wouldn't have like, an informed opinion. It's the fact so, that Justin, Jimmy Kimmel kept. Sorry. sorry, go ahead. I just want to hear Justin's opinion if he has more mm-hmm. to say. No, I watched the whole thing because I was waiting for the part where he talks about Will Smith. That's what we're all here for, right? And it's clear that Chris Rock did not learn or did not he doesn't understand why people took will smith's side and he doesn't understand why people think that he's the bad guy because in that prime example in the very last joke um he keeps calling will smith suge smith as in suge knight as in like a violent person you know what i mean and and it became apparent to me that Chris Rock's, most of Chris Rock's jokes are at the expense of the Black community. That's what he's been doing his entire career. Um, especially when it comes to Jada Pinkett Smith. So when he makes that joke at the expense of a Black member of the community who wasn't even nominated, per se. <laughs> Chris Rock in his mind thinks, that's what I do. What else did you expect? You know? And that's where you're coming from. And then his last joke is like, my mom always told me not to fight in front of white people. So it's okay to degrade black women in front of white people. After he made good hair, after he was the narrator for good hair. Have you seen good hair? Because I saw I, that last year. And it's actually pretty mean towards black women. I was low-key surprised. I, it know? is. And, but the thing is, like, how do you do, like, a narration for that and still not get it and then make fun of another Black woman's hair? Mm-hmm. Uh, my feelings on top of his special is that, like, how dare the Oscars tell Chris Rock, ask Chris Rock to be a host while banning? Like, 
be impartial pick no side why are you picking sides like why are you picking and choosing uh, and letting one person come back and not i just don't pick sides because of precedent but that's that's the thing like don't do that <laughs> like just don't <laughs> like, I, I, i'm saying regardless of picking a side it yeah. makes sense why the academy award picked a side because what happens next year when someone storms the stage and does it to somebody else like situation aside the academy award can't be like well we didn't crack down this time and they specifically cracked down this side because of the two people involved like, i know but they, they allowed all those jokes against will smith the whole oh, time they did yeah yeah and like <laughs> my thing is like they're clearly picking and choosing like you were the academy awards you were not like a race relations you know like contenders so i just don't understand why they had to even put their name into this con like this situation so i know why they did it it's just like they could have been more impartial in my opinion so could they should you have imagine... tried to be more impartial they should have been more impartial in my opinion sorry good so could you imagine on your graduation day you go up and you walk up and you get your diploma and the dean or whoever the provost whoever says says your name also fuck your spouse <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think Wait, that what? I think that they they definitely have they they are utilizing the zero tolerance policy specifically for these two people and their situation. It, it, it happens a lot in like high schools. Like I went to a high school that had a zero tolerance policy for certain things, but they only enacted it against black students. And like and they just moved was... them to a different school. And Where's I don't want to think. Sorry. I think people like me have given way too many fucking opinions about this. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Great answer. As someone who was as someone who was called a terrorist by her teachers while she was in classrooms, yeah, we'll get into that. By her teachers and the teacher students could say it. I have to say being quiet doesn't get you that much shit. The so one I, thing I will say about the entire situation is the video that's going around now, again, about Chris Rock sitting on the stage with Jerry Seinfeld and the other people yeah. giving them the pass. It is a, it's a cold day in hell when I think the best person in the room is Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, it was a cold day in hell. Thank you. What happened? Jerry Seinfeld's on like oh, okay, so he gives Louis C.K. the pass to say the N word, and Jerry Seinfeld's like, I don't think you should be saying that. Jerry Seinfeld is the voice of reason in this room. Just and saying. Louis, why are why are the trash? Why is the trash hanging out with the trash? Like no, I know why, but like no, but Louis C.K.'s like it's okay. He told me I could say it. Of course, yeah. oh, Louis wow. C.K. says that. Too like, eager. Way too think about eager. think about his past problems. I told them I was doing it. Like, okay, what? I, I don't do know. have a question yeah. for the group. I do have a question. All right. Unlimited budget. Who would you have host the next Oscars? I get I get I get to pick. You get to pick. They say Dimitri. We we couldn't figure it out. It's all on you. We watched a Keek show, we're huge fans. You know, it's all on you. Okay, so I say me. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I was waiting for you to give me that caveat. You can't choose yourself. Okay, in a scenario where you can't choose yourself, who would you pick? 
I would I would pick um, four hosts. Or no, three hosts. It'll be you. Hell nah, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has a uh, has a has a pick. Oh, Paul Rudd, easy. Paul Rudd, Simu Paul Liu. Rudd. Paul Rudd, Simu Liu. Uh, I'm trying to pick about pick the like the most lovable people. Because it does have to be a comedian. Like that's it the doesn't thing. have to be, like, but like yeah, that's the issue with comedians. Like I I love comedy and like I love like stand up comedy. It's just like the issue with comedians is like they want to be edgy. They want to like say those things, and it's just like if it has to be a comedian, this is where like we pigeonhole ourselves to like have controversy. So if it could be like Paul Rudd, a nice actor, that'd be great. I would pick if if it had to be like a fun, I would pick no host, to be honest with you. I really think the no host year was great. <laughs> but um that's just me. You're breaking my heart. I mean I deep down I want to pick wait, what's her name? I'm gonna look her up. Because look them up I, actually. I have one. I have one. Oh is tell it, me is it Seth Rogan? No, it's not so. Ew, what? No, it can't be so. Um, I think this person is long overdue to host Oscars. Um, Hassan Minaj. Oh my God, I was thinking Hassan Minaj too. <laughs> okay, good. Like, it's long overdue. No, I was thinking, I was thinking Hassan Minaj, but I was like, everyone's going to be like, Maya, of course you're going to pick Hassan Minaj. He's Muslim Indian. Of course you're going to pick him. <laughs> no, he's the perfect, can- one of the perfect candidates. Yeah. I agree. I mean, he's done I, White House correspondence dinners, like perfect. Yeah. He just did the SAG Awards, right? Or was yeah. it the the PGA Awards? He did one of those, and he was hilarious. The joke about tar. In fact, what, what was the joke about tar? Oh, have, wait. Have you guys seen tar? No, I have. I have. I, okay, so I, have. I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I fell asleep uh, halfway through, and I left. I left halfway through, so I fell asleep, and then I woke up, and then I left. Um, I wasn't. That's fair. I, she, that was good in it. I just wasn't connecting with it, and I was tired, and I never went back, and I never felt like I should go back. Okay, sorry. Um, so the joke he made about Tar was <gasps> that she was. Did you did you see this? No, but I want to pick Issa Rae. Sorry, I I raised your Hasan Minaj to Issa Rae. Ooh, is Issa Rae a comedian or a comedic yes. actor? Yes. Has she done stand up? No, but I think she could do great standards. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Winning in a couple years. I know she's literally like doing it all, but like she'd be great. She'd be great. So I think Riz, to be honest, we're gonna go. Like, no, I hear the joke. Hope yeah, because I hear the joke. Yeah, kind of tangent there, guys. Um, so the joke is that Tar ends with Lydia Tar being basically exiled to. I will. They never really say what it is, but I. It's, I think it's Thailand. And um, Hassan Minhaj made a joke about how it really encapsulated the worst fear of any white person being sent to an Asian country for exile for the rest of their lives. <laughs> and Or it was a third world Asian country for the rest of their lives. And no one in the room laughed except the everything everywhere all at once table. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Hassan is great. I, I I agree with Justin for sure. See, uh, long overdue. He would be so. You're great. right. You're right. That uh, Hassan would be the best pick. Uh, There's one more yeah. that I can't like. Fine. Let me look, let me look at it. Wait. What's Hook's uh, pick? Miss yeah. McLeod or no? Uh, Aries thirteen out there on on the chat says Trevor Noah would crush. He did great <gasps> at the Grammys. Oh, Trevor go. Yeah, Trevor Noah would be great. But is he retired? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
He just no, left. He just left the the um the Daily Show, but he's not retired. Okay, he's just there. He's stand up right now. So my picks were actually going to be um, Phoebe Waller Bridge because Ooh, I think she that's a good one. The nut, she's coming up in the movie industry, but she still got that classic comedy style. Indiana Jones, yeah, yeah. see that. So originally, I was going to say Harrison Ford to partner with her because only because the classic. I know, I know. Don't don't laugh like that, okay? <laughs> but I actually think pairing her with someone like Hassan Minhaj would be kind of amazing, or or Trevor Noah, because I feel like there would be they're still young enough that they can bounce off of each other with their comedic styles and. I feel like it has to be a pairing with her and either a really old guy like Harrison Ford, where there's going to be inset jokes, like just they're writing themselves or someone young and hot like Trevor Noah or Hassan Minhaj. I don't, I'm going to be honest. Just my opinion about Harrison Ford is like, I like him in the movies he does, but I don't care about him outside of his movies. I feel like he doesn't care that much. Like he just like, he's, he doesn't care either. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the kind of style I love. So give me cold and callous. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair. Giving out an award to me, like, all right, just get up here. There Come on. <laughs> and then he had with Kiwi Kwan at the end, which I'm already like, I'm kind of hoping that for the Emmys, which I know it would never happen, but I kind of hope that they bring Kiwi Kwan to uh, do the best supporting actor in a comedy because I'm. I'm locking it. I'm locking it in right now, guys. Harrison Ford is winning for shrinking. He's winning that. Yeah, really? well, I need to watch is it that, that good of a show. Yeah, I really need to watch that show. Is that good of a show? I'm locking in that Jessica Williams and also probably them in the comedy category too. But like, there was a moment in the most recent episode. So I'll give you a really quick spiel. He has Parkinson's. His character has par- Parkinson's. Oh, he wow, is. Um, He's lived apart from his daughter, who's played by Lily Rabe, also incredible. And she's running out the door. I won't give you more. And he can't move because of his Parkinson's. And he's just like shaking. And the camera, just, oh, it's so good. It is so good. That's a lot. Yeah. So watch Shrinking. This is my advertisement right now. <laughs> yeah. I will get Apple Plus, just Apple TV Plus, just to watch this. <laughs> like, I've done so much advertising for Apple TV that people have been like, are you like on their payroll? I'm like, no, I just really love Apple TV. Like you should be because truth be told, Apple TV. Mm. Not, really? no- I feel like there's, there's like such, like I actually am like saving up just to get Apple TV because like Ted Lasso, Severance, like shrinking. I feel like there's a lot of sleeper hits. They're so good. Yeah. And I literally just made a video today about a show called Trying that it's, um, it's based in the UK, but it's so good. Bad Sisters was one of my top shows. Yeah. After Party. Yeah. After Party was so good. Um, there was another one. Coda was Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I think in the next five years, we're going to see them. Maybe not at the exact same level as HBO Max, but like slowly creeping I up. See it. Yeah. I see Pedro Pascal should host the Oscars. He'd be so great. No. Pedro Pascal and Elizabeth Olsen? Mommy, no. get out. Get no, out. I was Pedro Pascal and Sarah Paulson. Just oh. think about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I'm saying the wholesome people. <laughs> I no, yeah, but Pedro Pascal. Oh, do you? 
How do you uh, have beef with Pedro Pascal? It's not, it's not, it's not real beef. It's just that uh, I think that I think number one, I think that he's overcasted. I think he's just the internet's favorite right now. Yeah, yeah. talent. It's just it can get very annoying, and it's less funny when he's in on the daddy joke. Yeah, I okay. That's fair. That's well, fair. they need to Who's cut it very out talented? anyway. It's, it's uncomfortable. He's it's uncomfortable. He's right. uncomfortable. I think, for sure. I think it's hitting maximum capacity. For yeah. the whole thing, but he actually is very so talented. Worse. I'll give him. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was uh, he's wholesome. We should we should get the cast of uh of the two thousand Scooby Doo to host the Oscars. Yeah, that's fair. They come right back Junior. What'd you say? I said only after they come back for Scooby Doo three. That I mean, I would love a Scooby Doo three where they're older. I but would love it. I know James Dunn has talked about this. He's so willing to do this. The cast has said they were willing to do this. Like, we need to get this in production now. He's a little busy right now. <laughs> uh, Just thought, a little bit. Just a little but bit. Luckily, it's all under Warner Brothers. So, yeah. You know? Um, that is true. I um, mean, you know, James Gunn, he'll be too busy making, like, obscure character number three <laughs> trilogy. <laughs> uh, James Gunn. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Uh, Back to the Oscars. Oh well, Oscar. I'm just, I'm Linda Cardellini. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, Mindy Kaling was at the Oscars last night. Just saying. So so I I'm just gonna forget Mindy Kaling was there because I forgot. So I'm gonna forget and I'm gonna choose to forget. Yeah. Fair. Very fair. I, I'm Where not a, all this Mindy Kaling hate came from. There's been a long wind. There's it's, 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 it's been long. She like after NBC like took my video without asking me. I'm just been like whatever. Fine. I'm gonna just openly hate on her. Wait, what? NBC? Yeah, yeah NBC this? News took my like. I just like basically said like I made a video talking about Velma, talking about how like this is not the South Asian representation we want. Mm -hmm. And everyone took my video without asking me. And I'm like, at least ask me to use my videos. So yeah, like NBC. Downloads off. Yeah, right? Like NBC literally just took my video and took my face. And like, I'm literally all over NBC right now. I'm like, oh my God, no. But I, I, don't, I, I stick by what I said. But like, I nothing against Mindy. It's just like, Zipika Pandacon was also at the Oscars. Riz Ahmed was also at the Oscars. The Elephant Whispers were also at the Oscars. Ara was at the Oscars. Malala was at there. And I was like, you know, it was a good night for South Asians. I will say that. And Mindy was there as well. I'm, uh, I'm By the way. Oh, oh, sorry. Say, Go ahead. say it. I'm such oh. a Mindy Keeling defender because for so long, I, like, I've always said I'm basically Kelly Kapoor. Um, and so, I, I'm split. I, wait, I'll be wait, honest wait, with you. Sorry, Hope, do you have more to that? Yes, I do. I'm just going to say that, do you guys know who Rid, um, she, I think she goes by Movies with Rid or Marvel with Rid on yeah. TikTok. Yeah, so, we're, we're friends. <laughs> said, she was like, you know, in this community, she will always have the stature of she opened so many doors, but now it's time to do more than just open doors. And it's time to break out of stigmas too. And I think that's the best way to say it. Although I like the, the changing color dresses. That's, that's what I'll say about Mindy. So I, as someone who has always defended Mindy, like I have literally 
defending Mindy to the point that the South Asian community is upset with me. To the point that like Riv is even upset with me. She's just like, why, Maria? Like, why are you still defending her? And I'm just like, I she because I literally grew up with Kelly Kapoor. Like, I'm uh, 10 years older than Riv. I literally mar like literally the office Kelly Kapoor was just like my formative years, like being 20. And like I appreciate everything that Mindy Killing has done. It's just like she's been doing the same thing for 15 years. I have a question also about Mindy. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Is Mindy Kaling your Tyler Perry? Yes. Yes. Slash, That's literally uh, it. I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to throw Lin-Manuel Miranda in there too, but um, depends on the day. I, <laughs> but the, 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 thing with, like, the thing with Mindy is that like, I so I have someone who's read both of her books and I have literally watched every project that Mindy's ever done. She clearly had an experience of being South Asian that fit her and I respect her for writing her own experience over and over again because I don't want to write, I don't want someone to write my experience when they don't know my experience. She wrote her experience, very proud of her for that. And she opened the doors for dark skinned brown girls, South Asian brown girls, great for that too. But it's just like we need, she needs to open more doors for other brown experiences. And that's what I hope she does in the future. She just doesn't use her platform and her success for that. So, like, she could open the writing room for other brown girls, but she seems to, like, only do it for white men. I think the frustrating. Mindy Kaling, to me, Mindy Kaling has a complex, and Hollywood is built on complexes. Like, yeah. people who know what their, their thing is, and they're just going to beat it to death. And, like, I'm not, I love Mindy Kaling. Like, I, I still watch Sex Lives of College Girls. I will still. Me too. Me too. But, like. There's a character that she's very, very comfortable writing and it speaks to her experience, which good for her. But like, I, I do see why it can be detrimental to certain people who are watching her shows. And I like, I actually love her never have I ever experienced. Like I completely respect that. Like I love baby. Like, I think that's someone that I relate to the most of all of her characters, but like, I, I hate, but like, you know what it is? I kind of, I feel like as a Brown girl, as a South Asian Pakistani brown girl, like I hear a white man whenever she's talking. And it's weird to me because I'm just like, why do I hear a white man talking through your voice? So that's like my thought. This is not about the Oscars by any means. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. we can go back to that. <laughs> well, I don't know if I would put her in the Tyler Perry category after hearing that, though. No, I don't, I don't think we'll get into that later. A, I don't think she's a Tyler Perry character. Um, my big thing is there are certain, yeah, I hope. I think it's too introspective but regarding the white man thing um do we think it's worth pointing out that one of her most successful projects features a white man using their voice to narrate her thoughts over her own voice because i feel like there's something there that we're probably Wait, not what was it? yeah it, what john McEnroe is the voice of of Davy in Never Have I Ever, and John McEnroe is like the whitest of white people. You <laughs> my my issue with Velma wasn't the fact that like she said that brown girls are ugly. It's the fact that like she like perpetuated white comedians like about like oh Riverdale. Like she she just wanted so hard to be a white comedian the whole time with Velma. Like I was just like who and like oh you can't say anything anymore everything has to be pc we can't show this we can't show that i'm like who is this for who is this yeah. audience for like that was my thing so like anyways back to the oscars well, <laughs> wait, why why are we let me i i, I got i have something about <laughs> about up? mini Kaling. just that just that like 
Uh, I, I think there's a certain minority experience or even let's just say, like I, I'm sure women experience this too, where someone's marginalized experiences, sometimes they only have it how it affects them. And thus that's why they're against the oppression, but rather instead of seeing the whole thing, um, I, I, I think Mindy Kaling is all for rising up because it suits her purpose, not because it suits the community. Otherwise she wouldn't say the things that she does. And that's fair. Cause like, so I will say, and I've, I've said this in my videos, this is, this is like what, why I was like really frustrated with NBC. I'm just like, why didn't you show my other videos? Like I'm a rising Mindy Kaling. She literally had an open casting call for like women from like 16 to 25 of South Asian descent to show like to be on her show never have i ever and that is why like two main her two main characters were new actresses um kamala from never have i ever i remember watching her in dancing videos and being like oh my god i remember her from like instagram now she's on like a netflix show it was huge and like she please was of her open casting call it was like the whole iman vilani kamala khan through whatsapp like host like you know casting call thing and like um uh, what's her name? Oh my gosh, Davy's main, like Davy's character, her like a metro she like is a big advocate of representation. So like I do believe that Mindy wants to create spaces for South Asian women. I do. I just feel like her narrative was to her experience, but now as she becomes more and more successful, it's to a unfortunate successful experience, which is unfortunately the white male experience because that's just what happens whenever you become successful and rich like you just end up speaking to like the status quo i think know. she i think she overcorrected because she saw mm -hmm. she saw people like she saw herself garnering a white audience and thought that she could go the over i hate to use the word but like over woke way with velma and it it just backfired completely. Yeah. Which she, like I can't knock it. Like she she tried something new. She knows it doesn't work, even though now it's gotten season two. People hate watched it into a second season. Like and Ritz said this really well. It's just like in this time and age, post Miss Marvel, it's just like there's no audience for it anymore. Now the audience <laughs> feels very catered to white audiences because the South Asia audience did not watch Velma. The white audience might have. But no one watched Velma because Velma wasn't good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll move on past this. I do think yeah. that the bar but, has passed Mindy Kaling. Yeah, That's but this also this also kind of goes into like the RR performance in the Oscars, and like I've definitely felt a lot oh, of yeah. going back to the Oscars and what the episode is about. Like um, RR was like celebrated in the Oscars. We as a South Asian like base, we were just so excited. I was so excited to see this performance at the Oscars, win or no win. And like, I definitely was very, dis I, the performance was beautiful. It did a great job. I just was really hurt that no South Asian dancer was used. And it's not wait, about wait, sorry, like- Sorry, because uh, I had, because I remember you tweeted about this. Yeah. It's not that no South Asian dancers- No, were it's used. been confirmed. No South Asian dancer was used. Wait, what? They look, they, look, they look South Asian, but there's other types of brown. Really? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's been confirmed. Like, there's been no South Asian answers. They're Middle Eastern, not South Asian. Oh. Yeah, and my thing was more like, because I've had a lot of arguments in my comment sections about this video. They're like, oh, they're trying to, like, you know, reflect the movie itself because the movie was a white 
background dancers, the two main characters. So I'm like, well, then the two main characters should have been brown South, it's like South Indian, if not Telugu dancers, but they weren't, they were Middle Eastern or they were of other descent. They were not Telugu dancers. So I, I don't know, it hurt me a little bit. And I'm not even Telugu, I'm not even South Indian, I'm not even Indian, but like, it hurt me. I'm just like, this was the greatest opportunity. And you could, even if you didn't want to show that, you could have like focused on the South Indian dark skinned singers then, but they didn't even do that. And like, I, the performance was wonderful. RRR, Dantu Natu was a great performance. It's just like, this is like what I said before earlier, like the Oscars is trying, but they still missed the mark somehow. They're there, but they're not. They're like, oh, they're almost there and trying to like actually be better. But they just like do it for tokenism, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, can, can you imagine an all white reenactment of like anything else? Uh, I don't know. Especially for something that's so rooted in the dance style and the language. And something. Mm. I didn't know that there were no South Asians. I was just yeah. looking at it at a face value sort of thing. Pun intended. And, I don't know. But and, the point being is... I thought there were South Asians too, but then they looked into it as well, and they weren't, actually. Yeah. And, like, and I also think, like, I because, like, this is going into, like, a little bit more, like, schematics and everything, but, like, for them to be South Indian would have just meant more, because, like, um, again, it's not Bollywood. It's also, like, a lot of people have brought up the fact that, like, Oh, A.R. Rahman was uh, nominated for um, um, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. Slumdog Millionaire was also like a not from like India-based like media. It was a it was British. Like, British, yeah. Thank you. It was British. So I'm just like the fact that it was from Tollywood, a Telugu-based like industry, South Indian-based industry, and then, then them not have a single Telugu dancer, like not a single South Indian dancer. It's very sad. Um, and I say this as like a Pakistani person, like I, someone who's like not even connected to it, like that they deserve to have their moment to shine because of everything they went through. So, and like the fact that they're getting highlighted, they should have been lifted up in this moment. It felt, it felt like to me, seeing that group that the Oscars were like, this is the perf perfect time to show diversity. Like we can bring in people of all cultures. And then I looked at like, that white man with blonde hair hit the stage. I was like, no, this is going over so badly with the internet. Like, I just know this is not going to go well. <laughs> and fine, they wanted to like re-encapsulate the movie. That's fair, fine. Make the two dancers Telugu. But even if they didn't, why couldn't you have made everyone South Asian? Like, why? I don't understand. And there was like a lot of videos on my For You page, at least that like from my like, you know, social circle that like, okay, by the way, there's so many South Asian dancers because like dancing in the South Asian culture is just like so celebrated. So there, dancing is a very big like industry in the South Asian culture. They could have found South Asian dancers that were willing. And I'm like, why didn't you use it to highlight them? I just, I don't know. I feel like some type of way about it. It was a great performance. I'm very happy they won. I always feel like this was a missed opportunity by the Oscars and the Academy. Yeah. Um, as we close up this episode, I want to know what are, what are we, what's our foresight for the future? By the way, shout out to Nub the Poet who was there on our Twitch um, saying, uh, why couldn't a South Asian woman narrate, narrate her thoughts for Never Have I Ever? Anyway, that was in the past, but shout out to Nub the Poet. Um, what are... 
what are we foreseeing, if anything, about next Oscars? Do we have any thoughts? We don't know. I mean, I don't even know what like big movies. I mean, I know what big movies are coming out, but I don't know what's going to win an Oscar or get nominated. I think I mean. and Oppenheimer obviously are going for it. Yeah. Like, Josh Peck, be- best supporting actor. <laughs> don't, even start, don't even. I I do think that Barbie is probably going to. I think it's going to get into best original screenplay. The way that I hope so. Actors have been talking about this film and saying I've never read a script like that. That gives me hope. I think Greta Gerwig probably or hopefully will get nominated in the best director category. Um, obviously Oppenheimer because they effing love movies like that. Um, uh-huh. So that will, I think that will be up there. Um, gosh, honestly, like I do, I feel like there's there's not really that many other movies that I've heard of that like, I'm, tend, I'm more of a person who like movies tend to sneak up on me. Like I'll hear about them a couple weeks in advance or a couple months in advance, or like this year I'm going to uh, TIFF and I, I'm only going to know of things four weeks out or three weeks out before they announce them. So I'm sure there's going to be a huge crop that come from there. And, but yeah, right now I'm, I think people are going to overlook Barbie because they think it's silly, but it's, it's probably going to be nominated next year in multiple categories. Yeah. Um, by the way, we, we didn't talk about animated film, uh, but I had only seen Puss in Boots Last Wish, which I thought was amazing. And I loved it. And but I hadn't seen any of the others. So I understand why Pinocchio won. But I was gunning for Puss in Boots. But uh, some of the tr- animated movies that come out this year, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, yeah, Elemental. Uh, yeah. Uh, Elemental. I mean, Pixar movies mostly get nominated for Best Animated Feature. Uh, and then Super Mario, if that gets nominated. <laughs> I could see Super Mario Brothers getting nominated. Could you imagine the How? last Super Mario Best- Brothers is the worst <laughs> movie, one of the worst movies ever made? Have you because heard the way Chris Pratt talks? Best animated movie? You don't You don't think that Super Mario Brothers could get nominated for Best Animated Movie? That's out of five movies. What's about the, the other animated movies that come out next year? year but yeah i do see it's this year right so i do i do see spider-verse getting for sure getting nominated oh yeah because the way that it was nominated i don't remember if it won in 20 it won it did okay so and i've already seen the visual create or the visual effects artist saying that they won up themselves here so i'm like i'm i'm anticipating that one I haven't really seen much action other than oh, another one, Wish, starring Ariana DeBose. That one's coming out in oh. November. That one's going to get nominated. Um, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda is going to get nominated for best new original song for The Little Mermaid. I can almost guarantee it. And there's a Pixar movie coming out too, um, the Elemental, Elemental movie. So. Yeah, Elemental. Yeah, uh, there's know. a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that's coming out. There you uh, go. That lo- looks good. It looks good. Is that animated? Yeah, it's it's almost like Spider Verse in a way, like the way it's animated. Okay, I'm back with the rumors, which people keep calling them leaks, but the way I see it, like until June, what is it, June sixth or June tenth or whatever, when Spider Verse actually comes out, I'm so fascinated reading some of these rumors, which I know this is a conversation for a different day, so we'll have to we'll have to reschedule. But I don't know if you guys have seen any of them. Rumors about Spider Verse? Yeah, I'm I'm staying away 
But okay, how never... crazy is it? What are you hearing, yeah. Hope? Yeah, yeah it's it's the I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm hearing things about um about Tom. Being in it. Hope have the scoop. You have the scoop. I don't know if You're... it's the scoop, but I I have heard from my sources that there is possibly an appearance. <gasps> you heard it here first. Oh my gosh. You oh, you imagine. Tom Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks is going to play Spider-Man. Oh, there that, that's the top we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> you can hope sloop entertainment on that one. <laughs> um I, I'm trying to look through the animated stuff that's coming out this uh this year, and like there are good ones. I again you guys are making fun of me, but I do think that like why wouldn't Super Mario Brothers maybe get nominated? Because Chris Pratt is the voice. <laughs> that's not gonna that's not gonna mess up the academy. That's you know? true. That's it's not true. gonna sway the I'm academy. Just, I'm just very disappointed by that. The other voice actors sound amazing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So there is a... Oh, I was just going to say the problem with this upcoming year of animation is they always tend to have like an off year where like one year where it's really, really good, like this year where it was absolutely stacked. I feel like they're going to have a bit of um, a an off year in that I think they're going to end up putting... Listen, and Mario could be insanely good and I still think some of the choices acting or um, casting wise were not as well thought out. Um, but I do think it, it definitely has at least a shot at getting nominated next year. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking up other, other, like, like other movies that are, that are going to be coming out and like, I don't know. Yeah. There uh, is a movie that I think might be Oscar worthy. It's called how to blow up a pipeline. <laughs> I have it. The trailer looked really good. What? This is is this is real? I'm not even kidding. How to blow up a pipeline? I've never heard of this. Hear me out. Hear me out. It's the, the lady or the girl who played Gert from Runaways, and the kid who played Junior from Blackish are in oh. this movie. It doesn't even come up when I even look at what? Ariella Burr. I mean, not to mess up your search engines. I don't want you being watched by the government, <laughs> but like, you know. Yeah. I saw it, trailer. Interesting. It oh, yeah. Really good. I just, yeah, I just realized I Googled it. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. And now, I don't know if you can hear, but there are sirens going on out right now. It's 100% in Rotten Tomatoes. What is this movie? Well, yeah, it can't so because, just, wait, okay. is it out? It comes Apparently. out in April, I think. It's well, there, there's a rating already. But that's, I think, anticipation rating. That sometimes happens with... Uh, wow, what fun. is this movie? Yeah, My thing regarding animation is that I think they should have just delayed Puss in Boots a year. Because I feel like it... Now, obviously, it would still have to go up against Spider-Verse, but I think they were stupid to think it could go up against Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and... <laughs> <laughs> think it would win. So they even Marcel the Shell, like, like it was a big year uh, for Marcel animation. Yeah, Marcel the Shell, I oh, favorite. Yeah, Marcel, like oh, um, it was a good year for animation for sure. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and the thing about this year is we already know, like, no movies are going to come out of nowhere, right? Like, we know what's coming out this year, like yeah. roughly, right? So. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. You know what kind of surprised me? Okay, I know we're wrapping up, but yeah. I'm really sad that the menu got snubbed in so many categories this year. Like, I'm so, oh, if we're talking about snubs, I'm upset that Nope got snubbed. Yeah. Oh my God. Nope was so good. So good. Especially for sound. Like, yeah. yeah. For like visual effects. I don't, mm. Jean Jacket, best actress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One is going to get nominated for Best Special Effects. Mm, yeah, that's coming out this year. Oh, okay. It comes out. Only part One comes one out this year. Mission also, Dune, Dune Part Two comes out this year. Yep. Yeah. Are Doesn't we really the... hype for Dune? Are is are we actually hype or is this I'm like not. hype for hype? I personally don't care, but whatever. Don't, don't look at me like that. <laughs> well like all the marvel movies are gonna be snubbed what else is coming out because i saw the marvels one guardians yeah, of the galaxy marvels. volume three those gonna be completely snubbed barbie you know like oppenheimer are the two contenders right now the two leads yeah. Yeah. yeah what what are the other marvel films we're looking at we're it's looking just marvels the marvels best original song yeah, that's true. <laughs> Wait, what? We've seen that's crazy true. things happen, right? Yeah, so there's that. Um, isn't there a Marvel movie coming out in November? Am I missing the Marvels? Something? Yeah, the Marvels. Oh shoot, that's right. They pushed it from July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Guardians is coming out before that. So yeah, yeah. Guardians comes out in May, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, May May fifth. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I mean, I. I'm going to be honest, like this year for the Oscars, like I got excited when the nominations came out because I'm like, I had already seen like four out of 10. So I'm like, okay, like at least regard, I I didn't think Top Gun Maverick, I I thought it was good. I didn't think it was best picture good. And Avatar Way of Water was not best picture good (laughs) at all. Should never have been nominated. Um, But like, I was, I was surprised that like, oh, okay. I knew most of these movies yeah and i felt I like, like we'd watch them. i feel like this year was a really like a big turnaround for the oscars like they tried to like really sell these movies they put them like i still can't get over the fact that all these movies are available on streaming most of all these movies are available on streaming now like women talking was available for amazon like up until today so like i don't know we'll see how next year goes they really try to make these movies accessible and like accessibility is key mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. We'll see how next um, year goes. Yeah. Anyone have any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, I know that the East Coast is a little bit later than the West Coast, you know, because uh, you guys are behind us. Wait, in front of us? Whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, before we get going, I want to know where we can find you. What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh, Maria, you want to tell us where we can find you online? Um, so you can find me on Mario Watches Everything on TikTok and Instagram. And then I'm on Twitter with Ask About Me. I am, well, I watch a lot of TV. So I'm talking about The Last of Us. I have to watch the finale. So I haven't watched the finale yet. Yeah, I'll watch it tomorrow. <laughs> it's like still watching Oscar movies. Um, I'm doing a Bollywood movie right now. Just because of like all the like South Asian representation, doing a lot of Bollywood movies. Um, watching The Last of Us. And then I'm going to try to get Apple TV Plus and watch Ted Lasso because I'm so excited for season three. But I'm also really sad that this, this is it. This is like, it's yeah. ending it. But yeah. Mario, uh, I have to do Because I have a whole list of Apple TV recs now. 
Oh my god, yeah. I'm I'm gonna get it just to watch all the Apple TV Rex because I'm it's the best streaming service. I I'm sorry, I know it's supposed to like that, but like it has the best TV. I, in my I opinion. Agree with that's that. That's wild. Getting there. It it okay, sorry. We'll talk that's another show, but like that's it, another it show. really does. It really does. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll do a maybe I'll do an episode where we could just have like a war of the streaming services and just <laughs> like, you know, whatever. But um uh, I'm only excited for Schmigadoon season two. So that's Chicago, <gasps> Chicago. So. I'm very yeah. excited for that for sure. <laughs> I just got screeners today. It's so good. It is. So yeah. Good. Oh, oh my god! I'm so excited. Oh my god. Okay. I won't it's, say anything more, but like, yeah. Season was so fun. So I'm so excited for this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hope, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Okay, um, so you can find me on TikTok at Hope Sloop Entertainment. Um, you can find me on Instagram at just Hope Sloop. I do have like a Hope Sloop Entertainment page that I've been trying to get off the ground, but I don't have enough commitment to share on multiple um, platforms. Um, I don't really have anything major coming up. I'm starting to kind of look forward to the Oscars because, or the Emmys, because it's- <laughs> I was like, like, what? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I guess technically we're always looking forward to next year's Oscars, but- yeah, the Emmys are coming up. They're in September. Um, I'm. If you guys are manifesting people, keep like manifesting for me because I'm really hoping to get on the red carpet and do some interviews. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. So, yeah. you you and your blue checkmark life. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody else. <laughs> and that's awesome, though. That's awesome. Um, and I I I'm rooting for you. Thank you. Um, you ever you ever use the catchphrase, and that's the sloop scoop. I have been told I should use the catchphrase. Um, I've never once tried it out, and I will never once try it out. So, so sorry. Um, but it's not happening. <laughs> might, might I throw? Might I throw another one? No. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. All right. <laughs> Look, I got a bunch of ideas. So you let Go me know. Ahead. You let me know. You know, just go for it. Honestly, go for it. Uh, I I would say sloopy sloopy doo, but that's all I got. That's that is so much do. worse. That is so Sorry, much worse. What? Why would you? Do this? It didn't sound good when I said it, but I don't regret saying it. It just it gave is. me PTSD for that one clip from uh, Wheel of Fortune where Pat Sajak says, "Yeah, you guys know this clip. If you don't know this, you have to look it up." But the puzzle was something about Scooby Doo. And he tries to do a Scooby impression afterwards. Just Pat Sajak um, Scooby-Doo impression. And you will just, you'll be rolling on the floor to use a 2013 term for at least 10 minutes. <laughs> All right. I will, I will, I will look at that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Justin, where can find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Um, I think I want to plug. Um, yeah, are you going anywhere? Me. You making any trips? <laughs> Oh, are we announcing that? Are we are announcing we, that right now? Are you doing we, a trip? We can, we can announce. Oh, um, okay. So right now I'm going to reveal me and Dimitri's location in a couple weeks. Uh, please don't mug us or kidnap us or murder us. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, me and Dimitri are going to Chicago at the end of March for a C2E2. Yep. So if you're there, let us know. We'll do some fun videos together. Yeah. Um yeah, we're gonna do all the TikTok trends, you know? 
All the trends. All, all of the trends. All of them. All of them. But yeah, you can find me and Dimitri at C2E2 on March 30th. I think that's the right dates. 30th, uh, 31st, can... April 1st and 2nd. I'm like, whatever. Exactly. And you can find me wherever toys are sold. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok at Freddy's Roommate. Awesome. Awesome. Um, <laughs> Mr. Plow says it's a slippery sloop. <laughs> And that's that's the end. Yep. I, I, On that note, uh, thank you everybody out there so much uh, for watching this. Um, if you're watching us uh, live, you're watching the live stream at twitch.tv slash the keen show or youtube.com slash the keen show. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, you're getting us uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Oh, and Stitcher. We're also on Stitcher now, too. Uh, check out our Patreon if you want to give back to the Keeg. It's pretty much our advertising budget, which is zero. So anything more than that is great. We got, like, two subscribers. It's awesome. Patreon.com slash The Keeg Show. And then Instagram and TikTok are our two big social media platforms at The Keeg Show. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter, but, hey, you know, it is what it is. TikTok and Instagram are our big ones. Um, this is The Keeg Talks. We got the Mandalorian after show every Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. We got Comic Talk every Thursday. And our next Keeg Talks, um, we are talking Shazam, uh, Fury of the Gods. So that's next episode. Can't wait oh, for that. I just um, got my that. I'm, I'm excited. I think I'm the only person in the world who's excited for Shazam. I, oh, I, I love Shazam. So I love the first one is so good. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> the first Shazam is like one of my top. One of my best DC movies. Best DC movie ever. Finish Chuck and I. <gasps> Yeah, I know, I know. There's some, there's some skeletons in this, that man's closet, but yeah, he was yeah. a disappointment. But Suzanne is so solid. It's yeah. still one of the and best the movies. Yes. Oh my god! Anytime you sign Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, and Rachel Zegler, I'm in. Yeah. So, so, and the first one was so good. It's I would say the best DC movie in my opinion. Like one of the I'm best. Sorry. One of the one best. One of the yeah. best. One, I, one of the best. So yeah. I will be seeing Shazam Fury of the Gods fully vaccinated, despite Zachary Leva. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah, um, that'll show him. Just <laughs> uh, show my COVID card. Thank <laughs> you, like, sir. This is oh, Zachary Levi. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on this show. Thank you everybody else out there for watching. Once again, I am your host. Demetra Pereira, and this has been the Key Talks Oscars 2023 Wins and Losses. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Peace.